Now on to the report. Welcome back to Reborn Report. I'm Don Pfeiffer. And I'm DJ Pfeiffer. Boy, we got a happy studio audience today, DJ. I guess so. <laughs> well, we're glad to be back, and uh, it's glad to have you back from Virginia. Yeah. How was your trip? It was good. I enjoyed myself. Got to see your girlfriend. Your family, yeah. Your family. So we're glad you had a safe trip and safe trip home, and we thank God for that. How's school going? It's going good. You you start did you start a new class? Yep, microbiology. And you kinda like that better. Yeah, it's exciting interesting. And you're doing good in it. Learning about all the different bacteria and viruses and must be you're a bacteria kind of guy because you're doing good in that class, aren't you? Yeah. Well, praise God for that. Uh DJ, today I'd like to talk about the Bible. You'd like to talk about the Bible, <laughs> don't you? Well, don't we always? Yeah, we always talk about the Bible. Well, listen, the Bible's important and uh we believe that a good understanding of God's word benefits your life yeah. in many different ways. Uh, and you know, DJ, there's more to understanding God and his word than just reading the Bible and then trying to apply what it says to your life. Even with the best of intentions, this method has left a lot of people with more questions than answers about God right. and his word. Yeah. You know, often it results in people eventually giving up on God in the Bible, church, or at the very least, and possibly even worse, it has resulted in so many different interpretations of God's word, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Causing people to just be confused about God and what God is actually saying in the Bible. But I'm telling you, this is not the way God intended it to be. DJ, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now, you got my Bible today. Yeah, I got your big Bible. My big Bible. Because you're blind. <laughs> okay, 1 Corinthians 14. Yeah, and read verse 33. I don't even know if I can read it because the print's <laughs> the, so big. The print's so big. 33? Yeah. 14, 33. Mm -hmm. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So if God is not the author of confusion, then should we be confused by what he's saying in his word? No. Not at all. Not at Matter all. Matter of fact, I think it should be simple. Yeah. And I think man's religion has complicated God's word. I don't think that's the way God intended it. And that right. verse right there proves it, uh, that he's not the author of any kind of confusion. Yeah. Now, I want you to turn ahead to the book of James, chapter 3. And start with verse 13 and read through 17. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have any bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. Okay, stop right there for a second. Let's break that down a little bit. He says, um, read the first line again who is wise and understanding among you okay so he's talking about this is what you need to do to be wise yeah okay what's the next line let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom so in other words don't puff yourself all up yeah. and where does true wisdom and truth come from yeah god 
So uh, he's saying, let your wisdom and your truth come from God, not in your own mind and what you think you know, your own intelligence, yeah. right? Okay, go on. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. See, he's talking about your own wisdom. Yeah. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. That's what I want to say. So we decide there's no confusion in God, but where does confusion come from then? If it's not from God, who's Earth, it from? Humans. And who's the, who, the who's, devil? Who's the author of who? Who's in charge of this earth? Well, I didn't get to verse seventeen. Okay, okay go ahead. The, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceful, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Wow. If that alone would be the basis that churches would follow people wouldn't see any hypocrisy in church right you know yeah we don't follow that we're not following god's word right there um we get what i call religious pride mm -hmm. we think we know something so we get all puffed up and try but to have verse literally tell tells people. us not to do that exactly listen god's word is the absolute truth Nothing that I can think on my own. And that's what that says. So I like how that goes with, what was the first verse you read? In 1 Corinthians. Yeah, what did that say? I don't remember. You don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and read 1 Corinthians again. Let's get this, because this is important. Oh, I remember. It, it, it said that... Uh, uh, God isn't not the author of confusion. There you go. So it's clear by those verses that God is not a God of confusion, is he? No, he's not. No. And so understanding the Bible shouldn't be confusing to us either, should it? Well, no, but why does it seem like it is sometimes? Well, we the other verse just answered it. It's simple, really. You see, it's only when man interprets God's word through his own way of thinking, through religious ideas and religious interpretation that man creates out of his own mind yeah. that any confusion begins to enter in. And God warned us about that. He says well, that's evil, Yeah, doesn't he? Yep. But here's a really cool thing. God, knowing everything like he does and loving man as much as he does, gives us instructions on how we should properly understand and then apply the Bible to our lives. DJ, I want you to back up a little bit in the Bible now to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, what verse? And read verse 15. It says, Be diligent to present yourselves yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Read that again. Be diligent to present to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So when you present yourself to God the right way, he's saying you're going to what? Rightly divide the word of God. Yeah. Which is the truth. Right. So what does that exactly mean? How do we rightly divide the scriptures? the Bible, God's Word. How do we rightly divide that? Well, that's what I want to talk about today. Okay, good. Um, I think it's really important, especially 
in light of everything that's going on in our country today and in the world today. Yeah. I believe the Bible was given to us by God to be our instruction book for life. You've heard me say that right. over and over again. And, and we, we've said this over and over again, but it's worth repeating that a proper understanding and application of Scripture will put everything in proper perspective and bring meaning, purpose, peace, right. joy, and blessings that's to your right. life. Absolutely. Which is well. such a gift, especially in the modern world today, you know? Uh, with everything that's going on. Yeah. Uh, today, there's a lot of confusion in people, isn't there? Yeah. Frustrated people. Frustrated or frustrated? Well, you said it. Okay. <laughs> with the pandemic and COVID 19 and all the ever changing health recommendations and different mandates, think about it. And to top it all off, our government nowadays doesn't even seem to agree on much of anything. The lines between what's right and what's wrong, the line between good and bad, are becoming blurred, Yeah, to set, put it nicely. Even with our very Constitution, the foundation on which our great nation was formed, even that's being questioned and coming under scrutiny lately yep. in America. Well, there has never been a time in our history that we have been so divided by so many different issues all at one you time. You know, you could say, yeah, we'll look at the Civil War and look at the North and the South. And there was times we were divided. But like not like you just said, not by so many different right, that, issues. The Civil War was pretty much just one major issue. Yes. We, we can't agree on anything, and it's right. getting worse. All this has left a lot of people, most people, I'll say, to be confused about what to really believe in. What is the truth? And it causes people to get in fear and anxiety and worry about the state of our nation. Yeah. Our freedoms and the right to choose seem to be slipping away more and more uh, at a very alarming rate. You know, that's not opinion. That's the truth. Yeah. You can see it. And, and that's not just in our country either. That's all over the all world. All over the world. Yeah. And people are left wondering if our society and the world, for that matter, you just said, uh, the world as we know it, is it going to fall apart? Yeah. Is it falling apart? You know, they're left with the burning question of what's going to happen? What's the future hold? And I'm telling you, that weighs on everyone. Well, yeah, when you turn on the news and it's nothing but bad news, that weighs you down. And, and you don't even know what news channel to turn to because it's, you can flip on one, go to CNN or go to MSNBC. Well, it doesn't matter which Fox one you're on. News? It's all bad news. Except Fox News. No, they're all bad news. They, all, only, they, you, they have, don't ever talk about good news. <laughs> well, good news isn't as interesting. Oh, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But here's the thing. God is the eternal God of everything. Always has been, always will be. And he is a good God. So there's hope. Yeah. There's always hope. God is absolute truth. He's the only real truth that you can depend on. And he is love. And we all, whether you realize it or not, whether you believe in him or not, we are all his creation. And he gave us his word, mm -hmm. the Bible, to help us. You know, the Bible is a very unique book, and it's unlike any other piece of literature that we possess as man. Well, we've talked about it before, we talked about the um, why the Bible is true, um, and we talked about all the prophecy in the Bible. If you haven't seen that podcast, it's well, really good. We put a lot of work into that It is a good one. And listen, it is divinely inspired, and it's also divinely protected. 
God's word is. We talked about that a little bit before. Like I said, it's absolute truth. And it's for us to learn from and live by, base our lives, base our values on. But for it to work and for work for you and your life, it has to be properly understood and properly applied to your life. That's the key, DJ. And that's what we want to talk about today. Uh, Like God instructs us, uh, he tells us to do that. in 2 Timothy 2.15 that you just read, yeah. it must be, the word must be rightly divided. That means it can be not properly applied. It can be taken out of context. It can be uh, read wrong and misused wrong, which could make it be very misleading. And God's concerned I've about I've heard that. a lot of pastors and Bible scholars say that in order to really understand a verse, you have to Read the verses before it and the verses after What comes before it and what comes after it. The whole text is important. And too many times God's word is taken out of context, but that's a topic for a whole podcast in itself. But that's part of what we're talking about. You know, DJ, there's a biblical theology called dispensationalism. Mm -hmm. It's a long word. I'm surprised you said it right. (laughs) And that does exactly what we're talking about. Through dispensationalism. See, now I can't even say it. Through dispensationalism, uh, if you understand what it does and how it works and you you apply it, that does that. It it helps you to rightly divide and categorize and apply God's word. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, that can rescue you from a lot of heartache and worry and fear that the world brings into our life today. Right. There's so much of that. Now, if you've never heard of the term before, dispensation, it's simply God's way of ordering things. Right. It's a divine way of ordering time relating to humans, to mankind and to man. Sure. Uh, In other words, a dispensation is a specific age of time ordained by God to order the affairs of man and the world during that particular time period. Yeah. Dispensationalism has two primary distinctions going okay. off what you're saying. Okay. First, it is a consistent and literal interpretation of the scriptures, especially concerning Bible prophecy. That's like important. I talked about, we've t- done a podcast on that. Mm-hmm. And the second is a view of the uniqueness of Israel, God's chosen people, as a separate from the Christian church and God's overall plan. So... A lot of people have, I've heard people say that, you know, in the Old Testament, it's all about Israel. The New Testament's about the modern church. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything that was applied to Israel is now applied to the church. And that's not true. That's right. simply not true. Right. God did not outcast Israel. We're going to get into that a little bit more. But um, dispensation- <clears throat> yeah. dispensationalism identifies seven different periods of time or dispensations in God's plan for humanity. And there are two important reasons why, what you said, why literalism, accepting God's word by just what it says, is the best way to view the Bible scriptures. And you said there's seven. I think that's not a coincidence. That's there's seven and seven's God's chosen number. I never thought about number. that, yeah. Continue on. Um, first, philosophically, the purpose of language itself requires that we interpret words literally, right, DJ? Sure. I mean, language was given 
to man by God for the purpose for us to be able to communicate with each other and with God. Yeah. Think about it. Words are vessels of meaning, aren't they? Yeah. I know that's pretty basic, but it's good to understand that. Now, the second reason is totally biblical. You see, every prophecy about Jesus Christ in the Old Testament was fulfilled literally. That's a good point. Uh, think about it. Jesus' birth, his ministry, his death, his and resurrection, all occurred exactly as it was in the Old Testament, how it was predicted in the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. The prophecies were literal. There is not even one non-literal fulfillment of messianic prophecy in the New Testament. Wow. I, I've never found one. Yeah. And I don't think you can find one. And this fact alone is a good reason for us to have a literal method of Bible interpretation. Well, yeah, if a literal interpretation is not used in the study of scriptures, then there's simply no objective standard That's in right. which to understand the Bible. That's a good point. Each person or group of believers would be able to interpret the Bible as however they see fit. That's true. P apply it however you want to see it. Yeah. This is what I get from it. Right. This is what you get from it. Now, you can, can speak to each one differently, but the overall message doesn't change. Yeah, you have to have a standard. Yes, uh, biblical interpretations would then evolve to what a particular passage says to me instead of what God is saying, right. wouldn't it? Yeah. See, see the problem that yeah, rises we don't want from that. that? We don't want that. No. And the truth be told, DJ, that's exactly what has been happening down through the years in many churches and in the many different denominations today. It's sad but true. Yeah. Now, through dispensationalism, we can see and understand that there are two distinct peoples of God. You have said it. Yeah. Israel and the modern Christian church. And salvation has always been by grace through faith alone mm -hmm. in God in the Old Testament and specifically through Jesus Christ, God's son in the New Testament. Right. 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 And I'll add this. The Christian church has not replaced Israel in God's plan and program for humanity. The Old Testament promises to Israel have not simply been transferred to the modern Christian church. I know people sometimes think that, but that's not true. If you properly and rightly divide Scripture and what the Bible says, the promises that God made to Israel in the Old Testament for land, uh, many descendants, many, many blessings, will ultimately be fulfilled in this 1,000-year millennium period that's spoken of in Revelation chapter 20, and that's yet to come. Sure, yeah. So just as God is in this age focusing his attention on the modern Christian church, he will again during the millennium period, focuses attention back to his chosen people, Israel. If the Bible is rightly divided, DJ, using these dispensations or God's ordained periods of time and understanding what they mean and how they relate to man, then there are seven dispensations 
throughout the course of mankind. And these had been categorized by leading theologians into these biblical periods of time. Uh, and I want to talk about them a little bit. Okay. The first one is called the time of innocence. The second period of time is called consciousness. The third one is called human government. The fourth one is called the time of promise. The fifth one is called the law, and I'm sure you know what that's talking about. The sixth one is called grace, and we certainly know what that is. And the final one, the final period of time, will be the millennial kingdom. That's the yet to come. Now, if, you, if you're confused and thinking, what the heck are they talking about? We're going to be talking about these more later on. Right. But right now, we're just introducing that. Right, just introducing And if you know the Bible pretty well, you can kind of place these in where you think they'll go. Yeah, we're going to go. we'll talk about we'll them We'll start at the beginning. We'll do a timeline next yeah. week. I don't really want to get into it because I don't think we have time to do it today. But I want to get in a little timeline and talk about each one of these periods of time, what people it was meant for, and how God... Because it's, it's fascinating yeah. to understand them. But right now, you can try to piece it together and to figure out where they fit. <laughs> so you want to join us next week for this. Yeah. Now, these dispensations are not simply paths to salvation, but rather manners in which God related to man yeah. in that particular time period. And what's really important to know is that each dispensation includes and reveals a repeated pattern that shows us how God worked with the people living during that time period. That's right. That The pattern has been repeated and has the same four components. It's important to understand this, too. Yeah. That's the whole purpose of this. The four components are, number one, a responsibility for man. God gave man a certain responsibility. Sure. Number two, the failure of man. Man failed what God instructed failed him to do. Failed the responsibility. Okay. Number three, a judgment by God. Because man failed, because there's failed. results, consequences for your results. And so number four, finally, God's grace for man to move on. Because if God didn't give God, man grace, man because would... Never after re all, would rebound. Would after he? all, God is good all the time. He's good all the time, and yeah. he wants man to succeed. Uh, dispensation, as a biblical system in understanding, it will result in the premillennial interpretation of Christ's second coming, right? We all believe he's coming again. Right. And what soon follows that is the rapture of the Christian church, yeah. right? And so... The purpose of all this is to help us to rightly divide and understand the Bible. Give us a better understanding of who God is, how he relates to people, and how we should understand his word. So when we take a closer look at it, hopefully we'll get a better understanding of these seven dispensations of time these divinely appointed periods of time, and it can greatly help us to organize the Bible and understand the Bible so well, we can get more out of it. Yeah, and if you know the dispensations and the patterns, then that can give you insight into what's to come. Exactly. And it helps you understand who God is and how he relates to people. Yeah. Understand his relationship with man. By using the literal interpretation of Scripture— and Bible prophecies, like dip dispensationalism supports. Yeah. Uh, and it, it not only uses it, it recognizes and shows a distinction, like we already said, between God's chosen people, Israel, 
in the modern Christian church. Which helps show us and understand which parts of Scripture relate and apply to us today and which do not. Exactly. That's the whole purpose of saying this, right? What part of the Bible relates to me today? And what part was for God's chosen people? Because I've heard p- plenty of people say that, the oh, you don't have to worry about the Old Testament. That doesn't apply to you. Or some people read the Old Testament and follow it to the T. Well, in the Old Testament, it says an eye for an eye. And oh, it says if your hand causes you to sin, chop it off. Right. Or if your eye causes you to sin, God's pluck it, out. Pluck it out. Yeah. It's a good thing we don't follow that today. Yeah. We'd all be walking around with one hand and one eye. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's... What I'd like to do from here, I think that's enough for today. Yeah. But what I'd like to do next week is to take each of, I told you what each of those time periods are, and take, we could spend a whole podcast on each podcast, on each. uh, Yeah, we could spend a whole podcast on each podcast. (laughs) You always got to make fun of me. (laughs) We could spend a whole podcast on each. Dispensation. Yes, period of time. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to drag it out that much. It'll take us about two months. And there's plenty on the internet that people could find out about this. I mean, there's a lot of people that talk about it to go into great detail, but I don't want to lose people. I probably lose them already with the way I drag things on. But I want to basically give a timeline and set up each period. Give an overview. Overview right up to where we are today. Maybe we'll talk about what's to come. Well, that'll be the following week. Okay. Because That's not next week. Once That's the we, week after. Once we get up to today, I want to take what all the stuff that we see going on today, what is the meaning of it all? Right. And how does that relate to God and to us as believers? And more importantly, how does it relate to God's word? Is there things... You know, the Bible is a book of prophecy, isn't it? Yeah. And is there prophetic things in the Bible that we can correlate with the Major events, events we yeah. see happening today to give us... The Bible says no one will know the day or the hour well, of when Christ will return. Spoiler again. alert, you can, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, because we don't know the day or hour when Christ will return, but the Bible does say we can know the season. And so if we can understand the prophecies and how it relates to the events of today. It can show you on the timeline where we are. And not only that, it can get you out of your worry and fear what's happening. Yeah. You, because you because know, you already know it's going to happen. Because, and you know God's got it in control. God's got it in control. And he's got your back. Yep. He's got your front. He's got your back. He's got your top. He's got your bottom. He's got everything. Yep. Praise God. Praise God. So, hey, thanks for watching and listening today. And please come back uh, next week. But the third week, it's like watching a movie. It's the last 15 minutes that's that's the best. But you have to watch the whole movie to get to the, like, a long joke. You got to set it up to understand the punchline. So this week, next week, we'll set up what we're going to do in the third week. And you're going to be amazed by some of that stuff. It's there's some stuff that's happening in our world today that is so scriptural and prophetic and it shows that God is real in the Bible. The word, the word is true. Aren't you glad about that, TJ? Yep. Takes so, a lot of weight so, off my shoulders. It, that's what it'll do. That's the whole purpose of this. Take the weight off your shoulders. Get you out of worrying about things. It's like you say, DJ, 
what other religion, what other way of thinking uh, that, that is in the world today, or that ha ever has been for that matter, that tells you where you came from, what you're doing here and where you're going. Exactly. Nothing but the Bible. And it's based on the loving God who created us and loves us and has a future for us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, right? Yep. Okay, so th thanks for watching and listening today. And we hope to see you all right here back on Reborn Report next week. Two weeks. Two weeks from now, that's right, because we're doing it every two weeks, where the Word of God will get you all fired up. Bills play tonight. Go Buffalo. Go Bills. Who do we play? The Patriots. Go Bills. Go Bills. Bye.